welcome your grave. All right, this is Darker Days Radio, episode number 65. I am one of your hosts, Mike, and tonight I'm joined by Chris. Hello. And uh, also joining us here is, of course, Matt. How's it going, Matt? It's going all right. Good, good, good. And not joining us, but uh, helping us out with a lot of press information straight from Gen Con is, of course, Bryce Perry or San Chigger. Uh, he's been uh, feeding us information on uh, many World of Darkness topics coming out at uh, Gen Con. And uh, he just got on a plane and he's finally heading back to Texas. So uh, sounds like he had a good time and uh, we've got quite a bit to talk about here on this episode. But before we get started with that, uh, of course, we need to check on how everyone's gaming has been. So Chris, what have you been doing lately? Um, let's see. Uh, uh, so... Um... One of our co-hosts, um, sometimes co-host, uh, James, he visited since uh, since I've been back in the UK. So, um, yeah, played some hybrid and uh, got him into playing Guild Ball. And he went home with two teams. <laughs> and I'd already bought him another one for his birthday. So um, that was good fun. And played some more War Machine and Hordes. Lost that game. It was a very kind of... Yeah, it was one of those kind of losses where... Either I would have won outright, or I lost, you know, outright. So it was because you know, cast to kill versus winning completely on victory points, and they got the cast to kill on me. So yeah, good fun. Um, otherwise, I think we're getting quite close to getting our gaming group together. So we had a housewarming party, and quite a few people from work are complete gaming nerds. So um, setting up an RPG group is going to be easy nice nice good to hear and matt what's been going on with you um honestly i have not had much gaming going on lately i've been steadily increasing my collection of warm hordes books but other than that i haven't really done much nice nice uh any any specific factions that you've been really excited about lately or uh, any of the new stuff that's coming out well um I'm thinking of like what I would want to run in the theoretical future once I actually do get into a situation where I can play the game, and it's a toss-up between Epic Zerkova or the uh, new Chromag that just got announced. It, Epic Zerkova is really cool. Yeah, Epic Zerkova seems cool. It's like one of those things where I'm not really sure how powerful. Like, I'm reasonably certain that her feet turn is going to be ridiculous. But it's just one of the things where, like, I have not had enough experience with the game to be able to tell that for certain. Um, if you say... So, obviously, her theme boss, you can take, um... You can take Alexia, can't you? Uh, P. Alexia, so that's Alexia Siano with her undead. Yeah, um, you can. So... That's what I was planning on doing, was yeah. taking her with her theme, with her troop of undead, and then theoretically using Zerkova's feet turn to just have her like, you know, oh, look, two people died. Well, I'll just put two new skeletons right behind your force, and oh, look, they're now risen knights, and you're dead. That's pretty much it, yeah. Um, 
and then also if you take say I mean it's it's pretty obvious what type of things you've got to take you've got to take you know grey lords galore so if you take like um, what is it grey lords um, outriders who are like the horseback grey lords that do magic so they're kind of like tempest blazers and if you take the is it Turnian who are just a, a three man unit of grey lord magic users yeah that's pretty cool um and of course you've got Doom Reavers in there and Bad Santa, so that's the Grey Lord. Yeah, the Colden Lord. Colden Lord. Who's yeah, so he's a he's a Jack Marshall. So again, you know, he can he, he can he can free right, up. Right, but the, the thing that I noticed about Zirkova yeah. the thing that I read about Zirkova is basically you take the one Jack that you have to take and otherwise your force is going to be filled entirely with Doom Reavers and Grey Lords. I would I would actually take the Grey Lord solos and have them Jack Marshall. That way you've got you've got some Jacks which still give you some efficiency on on um, focus. Uh, there is a problem with that army though. It will suffer a lot against um, against uh, a P Hexrus army. Yeah. Because as you're doing spells, you're going to get hurt and. Uh, God forbid you go up if you know the feet turn. Your feet turn is going to be screwed if the opponent's got um, or in mid midwinter, who's a who's a uh, mercenary and scorn uh, minion, um, you know, allied unit. You can take, and he can basically cause no magic or animus to be used within twelve inches of him. Uh, and he can do that every turn, so he can really mess up our feet. Right, but like the thing I was noticing when I was like, the, like I said, it was either him or her, or um, they announced a new um, epic, uh, Chromag, the Ravager. Mm. He's quite cool. Who has the Apocalypse Axe that that one Trollkin guy has? Yeah, the World Ender. He stole end it from him somehow. Yeah, I'm interested in the plot for that, how Madrak lost his axe. Yeah. But, you know. That's that's kind of curious to me as well. Um, obviously, the biggest thing that's turned up, which I really want for my Scorn army, is um, I want to see how good the um, Hydra will be. Because, Mike, that Hydra is pretty wicked looking, right? Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, you got the wall. The War Mammoth or the Hydra. Mm. So, and, you know, Prototype Press has brought, as always, to, to Gen Con their kind of A game because, like, there's tons of cool stuff out. Uh, so, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, War Machine Horns is kind of our other thing. I feel sorry for people that tune into this because we always start the show with what have we been doing playing war games. <laughs> It's like, hey, yeah. so what have you been doing? This, so what have you been doing this week? Let's talk for about fifty minutes about something that isn't the world of darkness. In all fairness to me, I've moved country and I need to get a new roleplay group together. So I will be talking about RPGs again. It mostly is going to be fading suns first before I get into any world of darkness. Um, but I think with the gaming group, I can get them into. Uh, I think Geist will be a fairly easy sell, and I can run my Geist Chronicle, finally. 
Nice, nice. Yeah, so for me, I uh, have been playing some RPGs. Uh, of course, the long-running uh, D&D game, D&D 5th edition game that uh, I've been playing in is still going strong. Uh, I actually ran uh, some D&D as well for a, a separate group, and uh, that turned out very well. Uh, using the 5th edition system, we actually played without any uh, any maps or mats. Uh, so we were just going through and uh, kind of playing in uh, Imagination Land for all the combat, which uh, worked out very well. Uh, that was pretty fun. And uh, finally, I did get one session of Exalted in. And uh, guys, okay. I, 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 think, I think I'm done with Exalted. <laughs> I just, I I just can't, I can't deal with the system anymore. I might have to cancel the game because it's just that bad. Uh, so what happened last time was... Yeah, yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> Exalted 2nd Edition. And we were running... Uh, I you know, designed this combat and everything. Thought it would be like, kind of decent, kind of balanced. And then... We found out that uh, this uh, this demon that uh, one of the uh, Solar Exalted had summoned, uh, called a Blood Ape, could uh, in one round attack twelve times with significant strength and damage mm. in just in just like a four second tick, and that just yeah. ended the entire encounter. And that's something that uh, an Exalted Solar Exalted with like six experience points can do, and that. One solar exalted could actually have three hundred sixty-five of these guys at once. Yeah, it's, yeah. We can only we can only hope that third edition like just doesn't doesn't have rules that are so clunky that you can't run combat in a meaningful way. Exactly, um, or just you know, some semblance of balance at uh, at lower power levels might be good. I don't know, but uh, overall, I think what I'm gonna have to do is just I'm just done with this rule set. I'm just not gonna deal with it anymore. So I might have to uh, cancel the game and try to uh, get people to move on to something else. Uh, definitely, there's a lot of people in the group that like vampires, so maybe I'll just run some Vampire the Masquerade or uh, Dark Ages Vampire. So we'll see. I mean, if you want to run some epic, if you want to run some epic fantasy, just get them to play Iron Kingdoms. Yeah, you can play some really stupid characters in that, like, ridiculously powerful. It's the same kind of over-the-top gonzo insane fantasy. It's just, it's a rule set that you you know that works. And it's, no, it, it's and definitely it's a... fairly rapid. Yeah, no, it's a fast and uh, pretty well-designed game system overall. Um, you know, balance isn't a significant issue with it. And, of course, balance, there's always going to be imbalance in a role-playing game, and that's fine. I understand that. Uh, but I don't think I'd really want to run uh, Iron Kingdoms specifically because it's such a combat-focused uh, system. Uh, I think I'd want to stick to something with, like, uh, Storyteller and the like. Uh, so Vampire seems like it might be good. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, I think that's just about it for what we've been doing lately. Uh, we'll, we'll save all discussion of uh, Warhammer Age of Sigmar for next episode. Because <laughs> uh, yeah. I think we've no, given people enough no. wargaming. <laughs> Yeah, we, we've discussed uh, Wargaming enough this episode, so uh, I think it's time to move on over to the Darker Days contest. So, we have a contest going on, and uh, everyone should enter. Uh, the question is, what supernatural type is Matt? Pretty simple. Uh, and you can just email your answer over to darkerdaysradio at gmail.com. And if you win, you could get, and there's going to be multiple winners, uh, 
a copy of Time of Judgment, a copy of World of Darkness Mafia, a copy of World of Darkness uh, Second Edition, a copy of World of Darkness Sorcerer. Uh, I think there's an c- extra copy of uh, World of Darkness Midnight Circus, and maybe a couple yep. other things. And right now, right now, we only have four submissions. That's it. And we have definitely more than four prizes. So uh, things are looking pretty good for people. Uh, but if you want to get in on it, just uh, send us an email and uh, we will announce the uh, the winners next episode. Cool. And I think with that, let's move on over to a little World of Darkness news. This episode, we're going to have tons of news. Uh, pretty much to talk about new books, future books, and all the uh, all the like. So, what has come out since last episode? Uh, from Onyx Path, we found uh, the Avarice Chronicles collection. Uh, this is for Mummy of the Curse, and it's actually a, uh, a compilation of the uh, different Chronicle adventures that were in the back of uh, all of the mummy of the curse source books so they just put them in one place if you're just interested in getting that adventure material and uh not purchasing the uh the individual source books so that's pretty cool and uh people should uh definitely check it out uh we also have the uh newest werewolf the apocalypse novel which is uh called poison tree by mike lee who's a very well-known author of uh multiple uh world of darkness books uh specifically used developer for demon the fallen and he also did quite a bit of uh, work for the Black Library on uh, Warhammer Fantasy and Warhammer 40,000 novels. So that should be a, a pretty cool thing to check out. Uh, we've also got, uh, for V20, Dreadnames Red List, which is the update to the Kindred Most Wanted sourcebook for, uh, for V20. Uh, it's a pretty cool one. Uh, I've been uh, flipping through it a little bit. And uh, it does have some new uh, ideas and play styles uh, for using the uh, Alistairs or the Camarilla in your uh, Vampire the Masquerade games. Uh, finally, uh, we've got uh, V20 Dark Ages out for uh, people that did not back the Kickstarter. It's finally out uh, in POD, etc. So people can check that out. Uh, it's a good book. I liked it. Uh, and uh, it's pretty cool stuff. And uh, we also have uh, the Demon Translation Guide, uh, which allows you to uh, kind of switch around rules between uh, Demon the Fallen and Demon the Descent. Um, I've not checked this out yet, but it uh, seems interesting. And uh, those two games are rather divergent, so I'm kind of curious how they get all the rules to uh, mesh together. Here's a weird one. Um, perhaps the weirdest potential translation guide there is going. So Right, because... The way that angel, the way that uh, descent demons and fallen demons work is just completely different. So, like they converted all of the uh, descent powers into um, embeds, and it's it works. It's just really weird. Hmm. I've read through some of it. I guess the translation guide means. So you, you're saying that they've they've translated. They they've used the demon the descent basis for the way the powers work. But well, I no, guess it, go, it goes both ways. It's yeah, of course. To determine how to port descent demons into Fallen's system, but it's not really a 
you have descent demon and fallen demons interacting in any meaningful way. Yeah. But then, am I right in thinking when you're used, essentially, through the translation guide, because you can play as a fallen demon using the second edition World of Dark, New World of Darkness rule set? Mm -hmm. Does that mean it gives you some way... They, they use the embed and exploit system to, to run the fallen-style powers, but I guess they, they've mixed up how you use a cipher, because obviously a cipher makes no sense for a fallen-type uh, demon. I have no idea. I, I didn't well, read about that. That's one to have a look at. Um, it could be interesting, actually, because if you think about it, because Fallen and Descent-style demons are so different, um, because before we had all this, we've got in New World of Darkness, we have the, book, the really great book, which is Inferno, which is vice-based demons. Now, that means if you use Fallen... use Demons of Descent as the engine that you run them, having literally now three or so types of demons that you could use in New World of Darkness, like, because they're so different, Descent versus Fallen-style demons could be a really interesting clash of philosophies and, you know, um, metaphysics. Isn't there like a sidebar in one of the Hunter books? It's like when someone mentions demons, like which one are you talking about? Pretty There's much. So many. Pretty much. That's that's pretty much in Inferno as well because you've got like, you know, demons could be like the male jinn, which are the uh, evil spirits uh, in the Hissel in Werewolf the Forsaken. You know, then you've got like. Um, the Quashilim and and the type of uh, the the, the chaos-causing versions of them. So they look like angels, or they could be more like demons. Um, then you've got the Strix that come from their own little weird pocket reality, and they're kind of demonic-like. Uh, so yeah, it's really complicated in, world, in New Order Darkness. Saying demon means... The word demon has, has a multitude of different connotations. Nice. All right, cool. And uh, that's it for new books that I found. But is there anything else you guys want to discuss uh, for uh, World of Darkness news? Or should we save the rest of that for our mega Onyx Path schedule review? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's the thing we do every year. So I think we should crack on with it. All right, right on. So before we get into that review, I think it's time to talk about uh, a little secret frequency. In 1996, journalist and aircraft enthusiast William Thomas noticed something different about Air Force aircraft he photographed in flight. The usual condensation trails, or contrails, left by the aircraft's wake by the ailerons began to form wider patterns than usual, and sometimes appeared discolored and distorted. In fact, he began to notice that the trails would persist longer than those of commercial aircraft. This may have just been meant improvements to aircraft technology, but William decided to investigate further. It didn't take him long to find a number of theoretical papers from the 1980s referencing the manipulation of climate and weather with chemicals to aid combat scenarios. In particular, investigation led to a damning 
USAF white paper called Force Multiplier, Owning the Weather in 2025. It appeared the government, that government agencies were testing chemical dispersion during aircraft flybys, leaving a noticeable chemtrail in their wake. Evidence of the chemicals within chemtrails is admittedly hard to gather. Geoengineering and climatology papers seem to indicate that heavy metals like barium, thorium, and silicon, and also aluminum salts could be dispersed to affect greenhouse gases and block radiation in the ionosphere. Other theories claim that the uh, U.S. Air Force is seeding the upper atmosphere with electrically conductive material for use with weapons in the High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program, or HARP. Finally, conspiracy theorists claim that the U.S. government is spraying the populace with chemicals for population control. The U.S. Air Force and NOAA have routinely denied the existence of chemtrails, stating that they are simply the long-lasting condensation. However, in the world of darkness, this is certainly not the case. Chemtrails and conspiracy theories in general are very much at home amongst the globe-spanning organizations of the classic world of darkness. In Mage the Ascension and Werewolf the Apocalypse, the Technocracy and Pentex, respectively, are great antagonists to use for uh, chemtrails on the uh, general populace. Pentex chemicals may have adverse mutation effects, while the uh, Technocrats may merely be using uh, civilian and military aircraft to uh, distribute nanites across the globe. Conspiracy theories such as this can work great for uh, local-level and small sourcebook games like uh, Project Twilight. Imagine a special affairs division team trying to investigate and stop the use of chemicals in a military installation where they're surely not welcome. Of course, chemtrails needn't to be so mundane. Uh, what if their wake uh, indicates some resonance in the Shadowlands? Perhaps there's a mirror relic plane in the Shadowlands, or maybe a group of specters closely following the plane. In the New World of Darkness, the idea of chemtrails as a supernatural disturbance uh, provides challenging conflicts for both werewolves and mages. How can the Uratha stabilize their territory when planes fly overhead, wrecking chaos in the spirit world? Does the pack need to shut down the entire local airport, or can they figure out something else? If mages realize that uh, airplanes are literally cutting into the gauntlet, how can they heal it at altitude 30,000 feet? So, there you go, guys. Uh, another conspiracy theory for you. How do you think this could be used in the World of Darkness? Um, it's clearly a god machine plot. Yes. I mean, come on. Oh, yeah. Of course, of course. Um, I was going to go... I mean, let's start with... I was going to start with, um, technocracy. Um, so, with technocracy, so kind of like it's a, a shielding thing for, um, the Avatar store. Uh, so it's a way to uh, prevent it or stop it happening, or um, to shut off Earth from the uh, from the Umbra. Uh, yeah, with the God Machine one, um, hmm, it's interesting. I mean, with all the patterns, it's almost kind of like ley lines up in the atmosphere. Interesting. Uh, with the way they crisscross, so it could be. Some geo techno geomantric kind of uh, sigil uh, 
enables the god machine to bring onto this plane more of his uh, his angels. Um, for mage, perhaps it's all the work of the exarchs. Sort of the work of the exarchs, but you know these are um, their command and control. Uh, perhaps the work of um, oh, who do I say? It's the work of. It's mostly the work of something like uh, the the um, Panopticon uh, in New Order Darkness. Uh, let's see what else is there. Um, don't have any other ideas off the top of my head. I think that's the, the most immediate ones. Hmm. No, I think it's pretty good. Uh, admittedly, conspiracy theories are pretty tough to use in the world of darkness because so many of the games are very, uh, you know, grounded at local levels. So it's kind of tough to uh, have this globe-trotting, globe-spanning uh, conspiracy that uh, your your player characters can effectively combat. Um, so that's kind of one thing I was thinking about as about, I was going so over this. I think I think for World of Darkness, I, I, you know, the whole chemtrails conspiracy—it's just too. As a conspiracy, it's just too. It's too mundane, conspiracy, and too too ridiculous because, of course, it's the suggestion that however many thousand aircraft pilots around the world are involved in this global conspiracy to pollute the atmosphere for some sort of, uh, you know, terraforming kind of action. Uh, I mean, if you really want to go for it, then let, let's go for it. Let's just say, um, the what's the name of the aliens from Mage the Ascension? You know the ones we're talking about. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. Let's go. And they're in. They're, they're, they they rear their ugly heads in um, the essential book, the last book of the essential. So let's go with them and say that yeah, they they kidnapped, replaced, pod people style, all the aircraft pilots ever that are flying, um, or flying aircraft at, for say, for say you know just normal public use aircraft. Yeah. And their was called what TV series? I think it was the Invaders. And yeah, they're, they're terraforming the, they're changing the atmosphere to make the atmosphere uh, more usable by these trans-dimensional uh, umbral beings, which are aliens from the outer partners. Let's go with that. So basically, Pacific Rim without you know the giant robots fighting kaiju. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Okay. Well, it could work. It could work. Yeah, so I think that's it for uh, this secret frequency. So let's uh, move on over to that uh, review. Topics of highbrow storytelling. Alright, guys, as usual, uh, with uh, Gen Con, uh, Onyx Path has released their you know, publishing brochure and talking about uh, what, what's going on with the company. Uh, drumming up some interest in upcoming products and uh, yeah it should be good uh, kind of cool thing for us to review and kind of give our commentary on uh, let you know what we're most excited about so as we're going through here uh, we're going to focus on the things that are coming soon not uh, things that are listed as available uh, just to uh, kind of streamline things a little bit and uh, make sure we're talking about the new announcements and the like uh, you might recognize yeah. that some of these have been on the list since last year and uh, yeah that's what happens uh, 
you know, development cycles can be a little slow. And uh, Onyx Path doesn't really r- rush things in the way that uh, White Wolf sometimes used to. So that's pretty pretty good for, uh, you know, giving us a quality book and uh, some great ideas that are well thought out. And uh, yeah, it should be good. So going through, uh, of course, there is a, a nice page-long note from uh, Rich Thomas talking about what Onyx Path is, what they're trying to do, and their focus on, uh, you know, the POD and uh, PDF uh, model for distributing books, uh, as opposed to the traditional um, distributor system that's used by some companies still. And, uh, you know, just kind of giving us a quick explanation. And then move on to the uh, 32-page um listing of all the all the cool products and uh, i gotta say this is a very nice well put together um little brochure uh it's uh you know got a lot of artwork in it and uh some pretty good uh layout so you know good on them for uh making this nice uh, little free thing for a lot of people at gen con and uh, you can pick it up as well if you go over to drive through rpg and uh, check out the onyx path uh section it should be right there for you to uh you know review at your leisure i think Normally, we, we get a physical physical copy of this when the uh, our Kickstarter rewards come through. So I think I got one of the last year's one with uh, Demon, wasn't it? I think so. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. I remember getting one of those. So, yeah, hopefully I'll get a physical copy with um, the first thing on the list here. Yeah, absolutely. So, of course, uh, first up is um, Beast the Primordial. And uh, it lists two upcoming books, uh, which may be of interest. Uh, quite simply, that's the Beast Player's Guide, which has a lot of uh, player-focused options, uh, new cool powers in the form of atavisms and nightmares, uh, more detail on layers, and uh, information on uh, building a legend. Mm. So, should be pretty good. Uh, you know, this is one of the typical books that we see for uh, most of the new game lines. Uh, there's usually a Player's Guide, and then, of course, the next thing coming up, a Storyteller's Guide, uh, which has some cool setting hacks and... Uh, you know, crossover ideas for other game lines, and expanded information on the Beast's inheritance. That should be that should be interesting to how it deals with the uh, crossover in there. Uh, to, have a, to have a book which perhaps more extensively deals with that topic, given Beast is meant to be crossover-friendly. Um, yeah, that would be an interesting book to get hold of. Indeed, indeed. So, in addition to that, uh, for World of Darkness 2nd Edition, we, of course, have a World of Darkness 2nd Edition core book coming out uh, at some point. I believe there was an option to buy it with, uh, definitely with Beast the Primordial and that Kickstarter. Yeah. And I think maybe for Dark Eras as well. I think with Dark Eras as well, yeah. Yeah, so that should be coming out pretty soon, at least before Dark Eras is printed, which uh, should be in the next couple months that uh, we'll be seeing that. And uh, in addition to that, uh, kind of packaged with it is, of course, World's Darkness Hurt Locker, which I believe is being developed by David Hill. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is kind of an update to the old Armory uh, books, but uh, focused a bit more on storytelling and uh, how to kind of run street-level games, combat uh, along with those. So I think it's going to be pretty good. And uh, yeah, I mean, if you're going to give uh, kind of story-focused gaming to someone that's on the uh, the World of Darkness staff, David Hill is usually uh, one of the best guys to do that with. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and then next up, I mean, this is already this Kickstarter done, is World of Darkness uh, Dark Eras, which is a, um, a big grab bag book because it gives us multiple chapters 
which are different eras for um, different game lines. So, for example, setting Vampire the Requiem during uh, the Elizabethan times. Uh, Werewolf the Forsaken set in, I think that's 1970s New York. Uh, mm -hmm. Mage the Awakening to the Strongest, that's, um, uh, that's uh, Alexander the Great period, I think. Is that right? I may have had that one wrong, but I know there's there's a few historical settings in here. Um, obviously, Changing the Lost I'm quite excited about because that's um, uh, France during um, the height of uh, Louis the Fourteenth, I believe. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, this book's going to be really, really good, and it's got quite a few extra chapters added on thanks to uh, thanks to Beast and thanks to other. Uh, Kickstarter, so there's going to be a there is a lot in there, a lot. It was a very good Kickstarter, so um, yeah, absolutely, uh, definitely a lot of options. Uh, Matt, are you are you excited about uh, playing werewolves in 1970s New York? Um, to, I mean, to be quite honest, I haven't played a werewolf game in a very long time. I'm interested to read what they have to say about it, though. I mean, they've always they've mostly treated historical settings with a good amount of respect, particularly in the Onyx Path era. So yeah, I'm looking forward to the book. All right, excellent, excellent. And uh, also another one that might be of interest to you, Matt, is of course uh, Skin Changers in the Aztec Empire. Uh, that should be a pretty interesting one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, Chris, you want to talk about uh, Requiem 2nd Edition a little bit? Um, what is there to say about it? It's, um, I really do need to get back into Vampire the Requiem to uh, start running that again. Uh, obviously, we did a whole episode that reviewed it, um, but there's some really nice books on the list. So we've got Secrets of the Coven, which is a in the style of the best-selling clan book series. So... I think the way to describe this is this is going to be a uh, kind of a, a setting artifact book rather than like the old Covenant books, which were very a lot more dry in tone and very more uh, encyclopedic in the amount of information they gave. This one's going to be more like excerpt, excerpts from certain writers within the setting and so forth, so actual characters. Um, so an insider's look at the religions and political establishments of the dead. So... We should get. It should look like, and um, this will be really interesting if some of the bits for the auto draft will do look like they've come out of like uh, a PhD thesis, but it's on like strange alchemical, you know, concoctions they've done. So that'll be kind of wicked. Kind of like a Netchurch in character writing, like they used to do in, with the old werewolf, old it's, vampire. Exactly. That's what yeah. the fan books for vampire uh, Requiem are, and those are still really good. You know, books to go to, even for second edition vampire, um, and the covenant books. I mean, the thing is, I think it's this is the right to go with because the covenants from the first edition vampire are excellent. They have a lot of information in them, but also a lot of those ideas now have been had a lot, a lot of time to mature, and you can see that now in second edition vampire. So the way they talk about like the Carthians really shows they're not just they're not just the really bland description that they are in first edition vampire um okay so the other book is a thousand years of night so this is a young vampire's life at the elders the moldering relics of countless 
uh, bygone ages, uh, but elders are more than that. They are canny beasts, vital and adaptable to, uh, to survive where countless brethren and sisters uh, fell to fire and sun. So background and systems for these unliving legends. So essentially it's an elders book, a parallax kind of type of thing for um, Vampire the Masquerade, I think, back in the day. We had a book that really did focus on elders. Yep, um, yep. Uh, that was kind of like Gilded Cage, wasn't it? Which is a great book, can I just say, for Vampire the Masquerade. Uh, and then we've got Half Damned, which is our ghouls book. So, um, well, it's not really quite... Well, it's ghouls and... So it's just, it's Unravenant. So it's second edition of Vampire the Masquerade, ghouls. Which, ghouls was a really good book, because that's where I got started with Darker Days, because that was me coming on to review that book. Um, there were lots right. of good ideas in there. Um so it'll be interesting to see how those evolve, those ideas have matured and evolved and what new things have popped up. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, the the previous book you just mentioned, A Thousand Years of Night, should be really interesting because the elders in uh, uh, Vampire the Requiem are really very mechanically different than those in Masquerade. So, um, you know, there's not too much uh, crossover with like old Masquerade books. There's definitely a lot of uh, really cool uh, new ideas that they can explore. Uh, especially with the the fog of ages and the like, oh, so indeed, I think that's uh, that. gonna be good. So onwards, we've got new releases coming up for Werewolf: The Forsaken Second Edition, which of course we reviewed only a few shows ago. Um, we have the so we've already got um, the book is out. The Idigum Chronicle Anthology, of course, is out, and then we get the pack. So this is a book which is going to look at the pack within and without. So this is kind of like the, I think it's Werewolf, the Forsaken's book called Territories, I think. A bit like that and a bit like some of the other books in there. So it really does look at how um, different, I guess how you can set up your pack to work in very different ways depending upon the background and culture that they come from because, of course, werewolf packs depend upon like which tr which tribes uh, pack members are members of, uh, which lodges they may well be a mem have members from, and of course what areas of the world they're from, because uh, werewolf society is not one big monoculture. Uh, so Matt, how do you think about what do you think that's going to be a should be a pretty good book? I think for werewolf. Uh, I think so. I'd like to see what they do with packs now in second edition compared to first edition, because they are going to be very different now that, particularly now that humans and wolf-blooded are a part of those packs. Yes. Just to see how those get integrated and in more and in more detail, because that's wasn't addressed too much in the book, just be, probably just due to lack of page space. Mm -hmm. And then the next book coming out will be Secrets of the Tribes, which is an in-depth look at the tribes of the Aratha, their customs, traditions, and their sacred prey. Um, so maybe that's like the that should be like the secrets of the covenants. So that should be a in-game kind of uh, setting of uh, artifact book, which has things that look like they've been pulled from various werewolf journals and and so forth, and give us a more in-character, in-setting uh, opinions of werewolf culture and the tribes and 
about how they hunt certain things. So um, again, that should be pretty good because, of course, if you need information on the tribes, you can always go to previous books from First Edition Well, which is still quite valid. Um, Though I guess this will be more useful considering that second edition uh, Werewolf really kind of gave us better uh, information on how to use the tribe oaths. And then of course that leads us up to Mage the Awakening second edition, which uh, is not out yet. Uh, we have the Fallen World Anthology, which is out. And then we've got Signs of Sorcery, which explores the Mysteries of Supernal Origin, the secret, the creations of mages and reclusive arc mages, and tools of, by which they uh, practice magic. So this, to me, reads like second edition Sanctum and Sigil, plus with a little bit of um, tome. Uh, was it called? Was it called tome, or was it called? No, that was tome of the Watchtowers. But I, there was a. Uh, there was a mage book which focused on like magical rites and so forth. So again, I think the benefit we've got with these second edition books is they've got all the information in first edition that they can boil down and really distill all the good bits out of, and that have benefited from all that time. Uh, and then we've got Tome of the Pentacle, which uh, really looks at um, the formation of the Pentacle and how the orders work. So again, this is really kind of a less like the secrets of the covenant and secrets of the tribe and is really more about how the diamond and the free council actually operate in the 20th century which is good because again I think Dave uh, Dave has really uh, really evolved um, his perspective on how these groups are used in mage so they are allowed to be a bit more globe trotting and he's got more of a view on how to balance the idea between the orders, your 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 cabal, and the and the local concilium, so where the power balance and the politics lies there. So uh, that should be a good book. Yep, definitely, definitely. And moving on, we of course have Promethean the Created, and it seems like finally we're going to get Promethean the Created second edition uh which is being developed by matt mcfarland who's a pretty big fan of that game and uh going through uh it's it seems like they're uh really you know looking at uh, revising and uh simplifying the rules for disquiet and the, the wasteland which are uh, some pretty harsh effects on the uh, promethean condition that can really um it, with first edition sort of derail your game sometimes so it would be good to uh take another look at those and uh kind of revise them to uh you know, still um, highlight the the harshness of a Promethean's existence, but uh, allow the uh, game to flow still without having any uh, anything too jarring happen. And uh, in addition to that, uh, the kind of complex pilgrimage system that was included in first edition is going to be uh, reworked uh, and to make it you know a lot more collaboratory uh, and help uh, the player kind of uh, define the story that they want to tell with their character. And uh, therefore, give the storyteller a lot of good ideas for the entire chronicle itself. Interestingly, two new lineages will be added. So, um, again, I think that's the case that, you know, because early on with New World Darkness, they always had the 5x5 thing going on. And why do we even need to have 5x5? So, I think they're just seeing this as a chance for Promethean to kind of break out of that. Uh, 
So it'll be interesting what they are. Uh, I have no idea what the Unfleshed or the Extempore will be, but they sound kind of cool. I think the Unfleshed are uh, mentioned in, in some of the uh, source books for Promethean as being uh, created from inanimate objects, but I would have to go back and check. Okay. But the Extempore are uh, completely new, and uh, I've not heard of them before. Oops. Nice. Yep, and moving on, we of course have Changeling the Lost, which will also be getting a second edition. Um, yeah, should be cool. Uh, and I believe David Hill is again the developer for that one. He's been uh, posting some stuff on the Onyx Path website if you're uh, curious about uh, some of the improvements that he's making, uh, as well as uh, some ideas that might be included in the Huntsman Chronicle, uh, which will be part of that book. Um, and I really need on. to catch up on those blog posts, but I, I can see, you know, it's quite, we've said this before, Change on the Loss will benefit a lot uh, to, that its um, pledge system mostly will be, I hope, will be simplified because it was, it was long-winded. Um, and it was really the one thing holding it back because it, it seemed such an important part of the, of the setting, but was very drawn out. Uh, so yeah. I think the, the conditions system of second edition should really simplify that yeah precisely uh i was just considering that as well uh if there was just like a couple of forms that pledges could take um and uh maybe you would define some of the uh you know parameters of those pledges uh but it'd be really easy to just uh you know toss out condition cards uh to uh mark those and uh just kind of keep it in mind for people hmm Yep, could be good. And then, of course, we have Hunter the Vigil, which will also be getting a second edition. And uh, for that one, it's going to be the Slasher Chronicle. And, that sounds uh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, should be good. Uh, but I'm not sure who the developer is for that one. I have to go check around. Um, I know Matt McElroy was uh, uh, doing a lot of work for Hunter the Vigil before. So uh, it could be him, but I cannot confirm that. And uh, following that up, um, we've got uh, a number of uh, game lines that do not seem to be getting anything new. Uh, it does not look like Demon the Descent, Geist the Sin Eaters, or Mummy the Curse will be getting any new books uh, in the immediate future, uh, which is fine. Uh, those ones, uh, Demon has gotten a bunch of books recently. Uh, Geist has always been kind of that one book game. Um, so it seems like they're going to be kind of keeping with that for now uh, until the second edition comes out. And then Mummy the Curse just... Uh, was always supposed to be kind of a limited line, and uh, I think all the books are out now, now that the uh, Avarice Chronicle has been yeah. released. Cool. And then we get to the classic World of Darkness. And uh, coming up, uh, looks like there's going to be Lore of the Clans, which is... Uh, actually, there was just a uh, Kickstarter for that one, uh, which has a lot of new information for the different clans. Uh, it's almost as though it's going to be all 13 clan books kind of put into one source book, uh, which would be pretty cool. And it uh, seems like there was great response for that one, uh, and a lot of people are pretty psyched. And in addition to that, there is the book that I am super psyched about, Guide to the Talmahera, the true black hand of the Vampire the Masquerade universe. Uh, those being a uh, sect of vampires that, uh, you know, they think that they're controlling everything, basically, from their uh, shadowy base in the Shadowlands. But uh, are they really? Who knows? And they're a bit of a Gehenna cult themself, themselves. So that should be a good one. And uh, I believe 
uh, Mr. Eddie Webb is developing that, so it should be pretty good. And then, of course, there's another announcement, a big announcement, uh, which is not included here in this brochure. And that is that uh, there's going to be a new edition of Vampire the Masquerade, Vampire the Masquerade 4th edition, uh, which will be coming out soon. And uh, we don't really have too many details about that. It was only released at, or uh, announced at one of the uh, Onyx Path panels. But it uh, seems like it's going to be pretty cool, and uh, I'm, I'm happy to hear about it. Uh, but uh, there's been some pretty mixed response from people uh, regarding it. Um, I know on our own... Uh, uh, Facebook post, uh, uh, kind of, you know, spreading the information about this, uh, this new edition, there was, uh, some people that were super negative, which was kind of ridiculous. Uh, not really yeah. listeners of the show, but, uh, people that kind of saw it when, uh, when others were sharing it. Um, but, uh, I would just like to highlight, uh, that, you know, it doesn't seem like Onyx Path is just going to be putting out a new edition just to have something new out there. Um, you know, the, uh, the V20 book, uh, is great and it has all the information there consolidated, uh, has all the different bloodlines, all the different, uh, disciplines. Uh, and it's very good for that, but it's not too much of a revision of the, uh, 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 v- uh the, uh, Vampire Revised, uh, system itself. So, uh, unlike, uh, W20 and, uh, Mage 20, you know, it didn't really change that much, didn't really venture too far from the roots, uh, and there are definitely some systems that could be uh, revised in Vampire the Masquerade or expanded. Um, you know, maybe some improved storytelling uh, systems could be put in. Uh, new things for hunting, uh, specifically, which has always just been kind of some vague dice rolls, uh, which has never been, you know, super interesting uh, for players or storytellers. So, uh, Because V20 yeah. really was setting out to deliver a very particular experience, which was a definitive vampire the Masquerade revised edition with everything in there that you will ever need to play that kind of ultimate version of Vampire. But you know, it's no surprise in doing that. They've they've uncut, they've worked out how they feel they can actually now allow Vampire the Masquerade to live beyond that that book and and that uh, that work and actually now become more of a living, breathing game line again. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And I think my theory for what they're going to do with 4th edition is that, uh, and this is, again, just kind of my my ideas and theory and what I would expect to see, uh, they're going to come out with a new core book, which is far, far slimmer than uh, than V20 is. Uh, it'll probably only mm. have the core 13 clans, not all of the bloodlines or anything. Uh, and it'll just be significantly more accessible for people that uh, want to you know check out Vampire for the first time. Uh, because V20, with its 500-plus pages, is very overwhelming. And, um, you know, I think it'd be good for uh, a book to be out there that doesn't have as many of the optional systems. Like, let's get rid of merits and flaws. Seriously. Seriously. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm reading right here that Lore of the Clans can have more merits and flaws. And, guys, we need to get rid of that system. It's terrible. Um, and, you know, just making it more accessible, I think, is uh, really the way to go uh, for, uh, for a new edition. And uh, just to kind of give people the the core experience, um, and that will also be easier to have the game table as well. But uh, is, I think, is, uh, yeah, I was say, is Vampire the Masquerade Fourth Edition uh, Onyx Paths Age of Sigma moment? <laughs> oh, I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> yeah, um, Age of Sigmar is. We'll talk about that next episode, guys. Don't worry. About I know. It. Don't worry about it yeah. right now. <laughs> but uh, you anyway. know, I think we're going to pose a question to Matt. 
Um, Because I think, you know, a lot of people that are hearing about uh, this, this fourth edition coming out are a little afraid that their, their 20th anniversary stuff is going to be, you know, invalidated somehow, which I I would not expect to be the case. The the system shouldn't change that much. Um, You know, the core system, definitely not. But Matt, do you think they would release a a werewolf fourth edition? Do you, do you anticipate that? I am not entirely certain. Where Vampire has always been their flagship um, game line, and like I mentioned when we were doing the Werewolf Twenty review, there are a lot of problems with Apocalypse that you can't really address without lopping them off, without just excising them from the game line entirely. Like, the fact that roughly half the tribes are walking racial stereotypes, and, mm-hmm. like, things that would not be in a book published today, normally. And we're off 20th, 20th anniversary, they couldn't really, you know get rid of them because it's a celebration of what of what werewolf was and that was a part of werewolf but if they did a fourth edition i would probably expect a lot of sweeping changes to the tribes in ways that would probably make a lot of people unhappy so i'm not sure what they would do hmm, interesting interesting yeah i would not expect that there would be uh, significant changes to the clans in, uh, in a vampire fourth edition um like the only real problem with the clans is the Giovanni and that can be addressed without removing them entirely. Yeah, uh, the yes. Giovanni was kind of addressed in, um, well, basically addressed in Vampire the Dark Ages 20th anniversary. So it wouldn't be too shocking to see the changes there reflected in Vampire the Masquerade 4th edition. Uh, indeed, indeed, and there has been some controversy over the uh, the Giovanni changes in uh, <laughs> Vampire: The Dark Ages, uh, including on our our Google Plus uh, community this past weekend. Um, I think the the core thing to to remember is that uh, well, just to give some background: uh, the Giovanni in uh, you know Vampire Revised and and previous uh, were uh, a, a an Italian family, uh, sort of a dynastic clan, uh, which was uh, rather incestuous and had many ties to the mafia and had this uh, specialty in necromancy. Um, and uh, what, what Vampire of the Dark Ages, or, or V20 Dark Ages, did uh, was that it kind of took a, a new perspective on the Giovanni and uh, focused on uh, them being less incestuous, but uh, still being this, this core dynastic family, uh, but mostly focused on them uh, breaking... Uh, taboos of society, and that kind of being one of their, their primary drives. Um, and the uh, detractors of this uh, kind of mention that uh, that's that's sort of the purview of the of the followers of Set. Um, but what they really focus on uh, as the Setites is uh, causing other peoples to uh, break t- taboos or to go against uh, their beliefs and uh, serving that sort of uh, corruption or corrupter uh, stereotype and archetype. Uh, as opposed to the Giovanni, who are really just doing it for themselves, and that's one of their uh, kind of like uh, core uh, functions and things that uh, differentiates them from the other clans. Uh, and Plus, there's addition, the name change. <laughs> uh, that's 
basically negligible and unimportant. I, I'm not even gonna, yeah. I'm not even going to field that one. Uh, but the other thing is that making them less incestuous. Um, I mean, it makes them slightly less offensive, so that's something. Uh, it, it, it's not really a, a a major change, I feel, and uh, it's only you know kind of like the the momentum of uh, people you know with with how they previously viewed Giovanni that it's kind of like holding on to that uh, I think for most games it's it's really just a non-factor overall so uh, it's not a not a major thing anyway is that it for vampire I think it is oh yeah. what's up next what's up next vampire the dark ages um, so that had a Kickstarter uh, a couple months back and uh, should be coming out pretty soon. Uh, we just kind of mentioned the uh, some of the major uh, controversy uh, surrounding that book. Um, overall, it's, it's very good and very interesting. Uh, one of the design goals that they had uh, with, with uh, V20 Dark Ages was that they were going to uh, try to make the... the uh, uh, game more inclusive, not so much in, in saying that, uh, you know, horrible things to women didn't happen, but, uh, you know, providing and encouraging more options for uh, a variety of different uh, ethnicities, cultures, and, uh, you know, genders in the game itself. And there was definitely, uh, in my review of it, which I've not read the entire thing, I just looked at, at particular portions, uh, it seemed like some of the writers did a really great job of that. Others kind of dropped the ball at some points uh in particular regarding religion i thought that was uh not really well uh covered uh in the book itself uh for that for that time period but um you know maybe we'll get some new source books in the future uh it doesn't have any announcements here right now but uh that sh- could be something cool to see Whew. all right uh matt do you want to take over for uh w20 here sure um, looks like there's Tribook White Howlers, um, which is available now, and I actually have a copy. Um, Shattered Dreams, which is going in about the prehistory back when Garou still worked with the other shapeshifters before the War of Rage, um, and pro- probably around the time of the Impergium, which should be interesting. Um, Changing Ways, which um, looks to be something like a new werewolf player's guide, which goes into the werewolf pack mentality, the forms and senses of the guru, and how they feel and interact with the spirits and their magic, which is something I am actually really interested in, because they touched upon that in player's guide to the guru shortly before uh, World of the Apocalypse closed down, and they did a lot of good work with that as well. And one thing I don't see mentioned here is Tribook Bunyip, which is also coming out. Oh, geez. Okay. Onyx Path tricked us again, and this happened to us last time we did this episode. There's actually even more books, uh, which are after these uh, one-page spreads. Uh, right here so we'll, we'll get to those in a minute but we'll we'll keep going through kind of blow by blow here uh but yeah there's yeah. A, a couple other uh world of darkness books coming up that we haven't mentioned yeah Sweet. so 
for Macy Mansion, we've got, because um, obviously that had its 25th anniversary Kickstarter, and that's, uh, have people got their physical books now? Yeah, they have. I nope. believe so. Yeah, I've nope. lost track on that one. Uh, nope. So we've got How Do You Do That, which is an illustrated game system overview of common magics and the rules for running them successfully. Uh, for Macy Ascension, that's pretty essential, I think, because uh, it could be, it can at times be quite difficult to work out exactly what you're doing, or do it in a way that's fair, um, uh, and so you're not just trying to blag the storyteller all the time that you can do something when you really shouldn't. Um, gods, monsters, and other familiar strangers. So this is essentially a uh, bygones and. Uh, it's a it's a grab bag of all kind of supernatural creatures. Uh, I'm trying to think of the equivalent book we used to have for Mage's Ascension. What was it called? Was it just called Bygones? Perhaps. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Bygone yeah. Beastry. That's the one. And then we've got Book of Secrets, which is a big book of... Uh, yeah, it's a player's handbook. It's just got a big book of traits and other options for your characters and extra rules. So, you know, those are all typical add-ons for Mage the Ascension and, uh, you know, um, should be very useful for people that want to run Mage the Ascension 25th anniversary for players that may have not played Mage before because how do you do that and Book of Secrets will be quite useful. Um, and then moving on, we're on to Race the Oblivion. Um, 20th anniversary. Uh, Mike, what do you want to say about that? Uh, we already covered this pretty thoroughly on the show when the uh, Kickstarter was out mm. uh, almost a year ago. So that book should be yeah. out uh, fairly soon. Uh, the only thing I noticed here that uh, I don't think we mentioned was that uh, this uh, WR20 will have a uh, the complete rules for playing Spectres and the Risen, uh, which uh, those, those systems aren't too complex, but uh, it's good to see that they're uh, including it in the core rules with an update. Uh, for the new uh, Wraith 20th rules. And going on from there, Changeling the Dreaming 20th Anniversary Edition. It's finally happening, and uh, I can already hear Adrian Stagg of the uh, uh, Midnight Express podcast uh, jumping for joy uh, <laughs> over there in uh, in Australia. So uh, not too much information here yet. Uh, it's going to have some updated rules. It's going to have the, uh, the the core kits from the uh, the core books, as well as some from the supplements, including the, the uh, Selkies, uh, Pixies, and uh, some others. And uh, rules for the uh, Galane, which I can't even remember what those guys are, but uh, they're there uh, for, uh, for the rules. And um, yeah, uh, an update to the system and settings, so should be good. Um, uh, moving on from there, Exalted. Okay, we're just going to skip that. Cause... Yeah, Exalted 3rd Edition is well overdue, but hopefully we'll fix combat completely right mike uh it's it's they they have a herculean task ahead of them um yeah. and moving on from exalted scarred lands is uh, of course coming back uh that's a uh sort of a co co-project between both onyx path and uh, nocturnal media which is uh stuart wick's uh gaming company stuart being uh, one of the original founders of uh, white wolf games uh pugmire is uh eddie webb's cool fancy game about dogs uh, they're doing some work on that. Trinity Continuum. Uh, of course, Ian Watson is uh, the uh, the core developer for that one. Uh, Scion. I don't know who's working on Scion. Is that? Uh, 
I don't know. I don't know who's uh, the, the developer for that. Cavaliers of Mars, Jess. another game. Uh, Jess Heinig. I can't remember. I remember reading some stuff about it and how that they were working to address the issues with the portrayals of the gods in the first edition, which I'm hopeful for. All right, that should be good. Nice. Uh, of course, Cavaliers of Mars is uh, Rose Bailey's uh, sort of... Uh, swashbuckling Martian uh, romantic adventures uh, mm-hmm. in the, uh, the the vein of Edgar Rice Burroughs. So that should be good. And then finally, we get to all the other releases that uh, uh, are in the back of the book. So my mistake, I, I completely forgot about this issue uh, from last time we did this episode. Uh, but yeah, there's there's actually some more books coming up. So, uh, you know, stay, stay in your seats, guys, because uh, we got a little bit more here. <laughs> Uh, coming out pretty soon is uh, The Prince's Judgment for uh, Vampire the Masquerade. Uh, it's a... Uh, what? Okay, I'm just going to read the description. So we have uh, The Prince's Judgment coming up for uh, Vampire the Masquerade. It's an entry-level, uh, simplified version of uh, Vampire. Uh, the book will contain everything uh, players need for an evening of casual gaming set in a uh, vampiric prince's council as they try and determine who is the Sabbat infiltrator and traitor uh Sounds it's like got uh, 80 pages right. and uh cards for play so oh, okay it's the uh it's the prince's gambit uh just kind yeah. of with a new name uh that uh, justin achilles has been working on so should be cool yeah nice and then coming up after that is endless ages fiction anthology for vampire the masquerade uh So it's got new stories and old ones, and uh, should be a pretty good time. Uh, um, we can skip the next one, because that's for Exalted. Correct. Uh, then we've got Digital Web 3.0, um, which, you know, the essential carries on uh, in, I guess, in a time where now everyone has iPads and smartphones and stuff. So that should be kind of interesting, considering the technology from Digital Web 2.0 to now is significant uh so it should be interesting that one yeah this is the book that uh we kept telling matt mcfarland we were so excited about and then he was just (laughs) like i'm not i'm not working on it guys (laughs) i mean thanks it it seems cool but i'm not i'm not doing anything with that uh and then after that uh hunter the vigil second edition anthology i'm guessing they're going to call it the slasher chronicles or something like that and the uh, slash chronicles would be the wrong name for it (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh. it'll be the Flasher Chronicles. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be coming out for uh, some more short fiction options. Uh, Night Horror's Conquering Heroes. Uh, this is an antagonist book for Beasts of Primordial, featuring uh, heroes as well as beasts that have undergone their inheritance and uh, have become the lurking monsters or terrifying supernatural forces to be reckoned with. Mm. Uh, so Interesting. That's some, uh, yeah. Uh, we can skip the next one, and the next one, I really like the look of this one, Ghost Hunters, which is a book which is basically your, uh, I would say is a, a splat book for World of Dark- for New World of Darkness Core, uh, which is, actually, does it actually say whether it's for New World of Darkness or Classic World of Darkness? I guess it's going to be New World of Darkness. I'm going to say for now, because even if it was for Classic World of mm. Darkness, either way, it's a cool book idea. Basically, it's is a splat book for playing mortal ghost hunters, which um, yeah, nothing wrong with that. That's great. I mean, to play yeah. such a very mundane style world of darkness game is wicked. Uh, 
because I do have plans to run my uh, Hannibal the Vigil, so that's like, you know, you're playing Hunters or you're playing the equivalent of Vascu going after Slashers, like Hannibal Lecter. So low level, yeah, that's cool, that's fun. Um, yeah, uh, Chris, Chris, just to jump in there, I have always wanted to have an episode of Darker Days where we actually got some ghost hunters on here and got to talk to them a little bit about their, uh, their uh, methodologies and you know, we, trying to... I don't uh, think we're ever going to get go- the guys from Ghost Adventures on. I mean, is that bad? No, probably not. No, no, no. We'd, we'd, be getting, kind of we'd be getting, you know, the, 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 the D team or something like that. But uh, if, if any listeners out there know any ghost hunters, you know, just let us know. and We'll try to, uh, we'll try to set something up for a future episode. Um, have you guys ever watched uh, something? It's a UK ghost hunting show called uh, Most Haunted. It's Negative. terrible. You have yeah, to I've watch it. it. Watch it. It's hilarious. It's hilarious because they just scream all the time. It's pathetic, really, but funny. Um, next up, uh, we've talked about that already. Uh, we've talked about that one, but do you want to say some more on it, Matt? Uh, w20 Bunyip Tribe book. I am worried about that book. I mean, they weren't treated all that well in Worldly Apocalypse, and I don't mean the fact that they were all murdered. I mean, they weren't written very well in Rage Across Australia, and they weren't given much page space in, in 20th Anniversary. So I'm pensive. I hope they can fix it, but there's still a tribe that was created so that they can die, more or less. Yeah. Okay. Um, next up then is the Hedge, which is a setting book. Well, it's a it's an add-on book for changing the Lost Second Edition. Okay. Um, let's just sum this up out of what previous books it will will cover. Then it's more than likely going to uh, take content from Autumn Nightmares because that's uh, you know hobgoblins and entities that live in the Hedge. Uh, it will mostly take content from Rites of Spring, which has stuff you can do in Hedge, uh, like you know making your um, uh, what they call they called hollows, uh, and stuff to do with like particular magic that works on the Hedge, uh, and it will most probably take other bits from stuff like Equinox Road and so forth that are all to do with Hedge. So I, I imagine it's just going to pull a lot of ideas and content from the previous books and put it into one book which makes more sense we're having it all together in one book uh, yeah that's that's cool and the next book oh, that's just the new type of exalted they're putting it into exalted third edition so we can skip that and then we've got what's this rich bastards guide to magic I have no idea this Mike <laughs> It looks like it's a book about lifestyles of the rich and magical. Uh, like maidens who are also rich as hell. Right, well that sounds different. Uh, fair enough. Uh, what's the next one after that? <laughs> um, Vampire the Requiem Guide to the Night. So this three includes tier three advice for say Okay, right. So this is your global conspiracy level Vampire the Requiem guidebook uh, and how to run characters and chronicles at that level of gameplay, which is no bad thing because the Covenants, the covenants can range in their, their level of power, whether they're very local and that, you know, no, 
the Carthians in, say, London are not the same as the Carthians in Paris and the Carthians in Berlin, but there are certain covenants that do operate at a more global level, so perhaps that's quite good. To uh, That'll be an interesting book. And it'll introduce maybe some new covenants to use, uh, so that's no bad thing. Uh, yeah, we already said Hunter the Vigil, second edition, yada, 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 Slasher Chronicle, yay, fun. Uh, and a jumpstart adventure, so that's going to be something like the Avarice Chronicles, the Mummy, so uh, that should be fun, because uh, pre-generated characters and so forth. Um, another book altered, don't care. And then, of course, we get to Deviant the Triple Threat. Um, no, Deviant the Triple Question Mark. So, so uh, yeah... Mike? <laughs> well, I mean, first off, we have to we have to mention that. I believe it was Eric Crabtree that sent us uh, Deviant as his uh, guest uh, for last year's uh, yes. uh, World of Darkness game contest uh, uh, entry. So uh, great work. Only off by a year. Um, so that's uh, pretty cool that uh, uh, he, he guessed that previously. I think we should just kind of go through and just we're going to read the description and... Uh, just kind of put our thoughts out there on this uh, new game. So it's a deviant, the triple question mark. You woke up different. Someone changed you on a slab, an operating table, or an altar. By luck or by fate, you escaped. Hunted by the ones who made you, they hold all the cards. Except one thing. What they don't know is that a fire burns within you because what they did wasn't right. What they don't know is that you're hunting them. Deviant the Triple Question Mark presents a game where the victims of experiments band together to bring down the monolithic organizations that twisted and warped them. Hmm. It has a hint of the X-Files to it, with, you know, um, people being taken and changed. So, you know, the whole uh, abductee kind of thing. Uh, which has similarities to Changeling, because of course you've got the Wizard, that kind of a bit like that. It has, it has a, it has some similarities, I guess, to Promethean in the sense, you know, that you've got these global corporations that someone could have changed you. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, this is one of the things, right? I think you'll find. I think it's quite. I think it's fair to say that. You should never be surprised when a new World of Darkness game comes out that has, and and find that it has certain similarities to other games in that in New World of Darkness, because quite clearly, on its path, publishing realizes that some people may go, I like the idea of playing abductees, but I don't want to play the game where that makes the most sense, which is perhaps at this at that moment would say Changing the Lost. And if this presents a new way of playing that concept, but without being fey and being changed and being one of the changelings that way, then fine. It's just another form of, of abductee-style story that you can run. But it also covers other things because clearly it's not just abductees. It's, you know, there's operating tables, slabs, and altar. So it depends what type of how you've been changed. But clearly ab alien abductees falls into this kind of uh, this theme, um, so that's cool. You know, that's, there's no problem with that. That's going to should be different. 
I, I don't have actually much to say on this one. Um, could be cool. I mean, uh, it gives you that sort of uh, shadow run feel in a lot of ways, uh, how you're going to be sort of evading the large corporations and uh, trying to, you know, take them out a little bit. Um, could be interesting. Could be interesting. Uh, I'll, I'll be curious to see how the mechanics work because um, it seems as though it would be very easy to have uh, all these different splats and, you know, the way that uh, these deviants were created uh, kind of running off in, uh, in different directions. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they unify them uh, to uh, kind of help uh, both from a story standpoint and from a, uh, uh, you know, power and mechanical standpoint, um, you know, bring it all together uh, to be, uh, you know, kind of one uniform type of splat. Mm. So, yeah, that's that's different. <laughs> um, yeah. And then uh, that's it. That is it. That is everything on the list other than there are you know tons of new t-shirts out to buy i should really order one at some point um yeah um overall i think it's it's um i think that's more stuff on the list of releases for next year for this coming year than the year before it's clear that the success of you know New Order Darkness is now into its second. It's going through all its second editions. It's benefiting from ten years worth of, of content that it's created. Uh, Kickstarter has clearly allowed Classic World of Darkness to be not only deliver a kind of definitive celebration editions, but also shown that there is a market for updated edition so now this like the idea of fourth edition is something um you know onyx path is clearly growing and adapting and changing quicker than say other companies because you know they're making use of print on demand i think their next step will quite clearly be trying to get some of these books into local gaming stores Indeed, indeed. Yeah, that's been a, a challenge for them for quite some time. Uh, they did get books into into game stores back in like 2010 or so uh, through Drive Through RPG, uh, but the problem was that they were getting some fairly obscure source books into stores, like some uh, minor um, Vampire the Requiem books, like uh, Testament of Longinus and uh, 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 Invite Only. Uh, instead of getting like core books into stores and the things that really sell. So I think that kind of shot them in the foot uh, in that regard. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens in the future. Um, so I think kind of as a, as a closing remark, uh, what's everyone, what's, what book is everyone most excited about uh, in the upcoming schedule? I mean, for me, it's pretty obvious. It's uh, Guides of the Talmahera. I mean, I've been waiting for this book for like 15 years or something, guys. Let's, let's get to it. Uh, but... But, uh, Matt, what are you most excited about uh, in this whole release schedule? Uh, hang on. I... Um, well, I am looking forward to Dark Eras. Um, the pack looks interesting. The new book for World Forsaken 2nd Edition. I mean, mainly the, the werewolf books. I am a creature of habit. I'm sorry. <laughs> Nope, that's fine. Understood. Understood. Scion Second Edition, though, I'm pensive about. I do want it to be good because I really did like the conceptually Scion, but hmm. it had problems. Yeah. 
Um, I am looking forward to uh, Changeling a lot, second edition, because Changeling is like the creepiest game in World of Darkness. I've, in New World of Darkness, I think it, it, it pops them all. Uh, uh, the pack, I think, for Wealth is going to be good, for Wealth of Forsaken. Um, and of course, you know, I do love Exalted, and I really hope 3rd edition really fixes the uh, combat system, because I really do want to run it. Because I've got a Chronicle like, ready to run, and it just needs a system that doesn't make me want to flip the table. Um, yeah, uh, so there's some good stuff coming up. Of course, actually, no, let's be fair. I think uh, Mage the Awakening 2nd edition looks like it's going to be fantastic, because Dave Brookshaw is the dude with how New World of Darkness metaphysics works. And I am still very keen, because obviously I've got a review. We've, next show, I'm doing that damned review for Book of the Deceived for Mummy the Curse. I'd be really, really interested in how he fits the Mummy the Curse metaphysics and mythology into Mage and everything else, because he seems to have a good handle on it all. And he did say he had an idea. I'm sure he said he did. So, uh, yeah. And of course, you know, we need to get him back on because he's solid. Uh, yeah, that's, that's it for me. All right, very good. So I think that's it with the uh, the schedule itself. And uh, just kind of moving towards closing remarks. Uh, of course, as a reminder, uh, we do have our contest for a number of classic World of Darkness books. And... Um, all you have to do is send us an email saying, uh, what supernatural type do you think Matt is? I mean, do you think he's a werewolf? I mean, he seems to really like those. Or maybe he's uh, one of those uh, chupa, chupa, what are those things called? Chupacabra. Chupacabra. Yeah, chupa thingy. And, uh, you know, just send us an email, tell us what he is, and uh, we'll uh, go through them uh, next episode. Um, so, of course, if you need to uh, send us an email... Uh, send it over to darkerdaysradio at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what else do we have, Chris? Uh, we're on Google+. Plus. Uh, we are on Facebook. We do have a blog that um, I should do some more content for because I've got some stuff I'm painting up. Um, so you can see about... It's a good place where we dump the wargaming stuff because, you know, we talk about it too much here and it's pictures. So, But by all means, um, we will try and write some reviews for other roleplay books uh, there um, at some point. Uh, what else do we have? We have a Tumblr, but I've hardly updated it in ages. So I'll have a look what's going on there and try and put some uh, links up and everything. Um, and we've got a Twitter, which is Darker Days Radio. And, uh, yeah, you should come to our Google+. Plus. We've got, like, over 300 members there now so it's a place for some conversation and for posting ideas for secret frequencies and so forth uh yeah i think that's it other than our email address yep yep all right good and uh yeah i think that's it so uh good episode guys uh thank you very much as usual and uh yeah we'll see you in a couple weeks